Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterwards, he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, Everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. It was the first Sunday in Advent, just a few days ago, The Advent bags weren't even hung up yet. We hadn't lit the first Advent candle. We hadn't even gotten to church because one of my kids came down and said, I don't feel well. I don't want to go to church. And that just set everybody off. And from there, everybody all of a sudden is sick. Nobody wants to go to church. Everybody's tired. Everybody's just not feeling like they should have to go. And then the fighting begins and on and on. And maybe this is going on in your house on Sunday mornings as well. But we managed to like get everybody in the car, (laughs) get to church. And I don't even think we were speaking as we walked into church. (laughs) And so That's how church went. And then the rest of the day, it just felt like this cloud of anger was hovering over our family until dinner time. And as we finished up eating, I said to the kids, everyone stay seated. I have an announcement to make. Well, right away, anytime I say something like that, the kids assume that I'm pregnant. And I was like, no, 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 no. There's no more babies right now. And uh, I said, I have something to tell you. And I said, I think our family is under attack. And we started talking about it. And we started talking about what does the devil want? He wants our souls. And what's the best way for him to accomplish that? And right away, the kids knew from within. If he wants our family, he's going to take it down from within. 
If he wants the Catholic Church, he's going to take it down from within. If he wants you, he's going to take you down from within. Because what's our greatest happiness and fulfillment and ultimate love is if we follow God's will. But if we followed God's will, he loses. The devil loses. And so he's like, oh, I can't let that happen. So everything that God has given you to use for his greater glory, the devil knows how to get you. Even when Jesus went out to the, to the desert, he was tempted three times. And the devil even knew how to get Jesus. He said, you know, so you think you're the son of man? right? He's going to plant that seed of doubt in us. So you think you're such a good mom? You think you're such a good wife? Oh yeah? And you know, so two times he says, if you think you're the son of God, if you are the son of God, command this or do this. And then the last time he tempts Jesus, he shows him the beauty that could be his if he just worshiped the devil instead of God. And I think that when we are on the brink of something great, when we decide that we are going to fully step into God's plan for ourselves and our family, the devil is like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I can't have this. I can't have this. I got to get her. I got to get to her. If I can get to the mom, I can bring down the whole family. If I can get to the dad, I can bring down the whole family. And where the family goes, there goes our country, right? I think it was Mother Teresa that said, you want to change the world, start with your family. And, you know, if you want peace on earth, start with your family. And I think that where there are clearly gifts, that's where we are going to be attacked. And when you start thinking bigger for yourself, the devil's just going to come in and be like, who do you think you are? And all the shame is going to come up and any little insecurity, you know, like you want to be a health coach. Well, look at your, look at those thick thighs you've got. Who do you think is going to hire you when you look like that? Who are you going to inspire when you look like that? Who are you going to talk to about raising kids when your own kids don't even listen to you? Who are you going to talk to about marriage when your husband's off looking at things on the computer? Who are you going to talk to about running their house when your house is running amok? All these things are the devil's way of getting to us. You know, you think you're a great baker. Well, you just burn that batch of cookies, right? Don't quit your job yet, sweetheart, because you're not going to make the best cupcakes that this town has ever seen. And that's where we have to look to this passage in the Bible and say, what are we going to do? When, we talk, when I talk to my kids and my husband about, like, we're under attack, I was like, all right, you guys, let's assume we're under attack. What are we going to do? What are the tools that we have in our toolkit? And you can see in this passage that immediately when Jesus is tempted, he throws ancient scripture back at the devil. So that's the first thing. Know your Bible know the passages. Like, even if you just have a few verses memorized in this entire book, know them and recite them. Throw them back at him. Tell him that you're not going to stand for this. Go to Mass, because Mass is where we're going to hear his word. Mass is where we're going to receive the Eucharist. Give us this day our daily bread. Like, 
We need that nourishment for not just our body, but for our mind and our soul and our spiritual life. Um, it's good for the family to go to mass together. You know, more is caught than taught. So if you want kids that are going to grow up and and believe in this faith that we're trying to pass on, you have to show them. You know, even if you're getting to mass with people screaming and fighting and da 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 da, da get them there, get them there because that's just resistance because the the devil knows if I can keep you from mass, I can keep you from that Eucharist. So we have to get to mass. We have to fight so hard to get our kids in the car. We have to fight for um, the right to, to go to mass. I mean, we're so blessed that we get to just openly worship in this, this country where so many around the world can't have that. You need to go to confession. Confession is one of the greatest gifts of the Catholic Church. And I know we can say like, oh, I can confess at home. There's a big difference between lying in your own bed and saying, forgive me, Father, for these sins I committed today, and having to speak to Jesus through this priest and having to say those sins out loud. You know, I think there's something so beautiful about the old tradition of going to confession every Saturday night and not receiving Eucharist unless you've been to confession. Um, this is not a frequent practice of our family, and it's definitely something I want to do during this Advent season. But when you go to confession and you just, there is just something about when you come out of confession, you're just like, oh my gosh. And it's like a car wash. Like Matthew Kelly talks about going to confession and it, it being like a car wash of you know, cleaning those sins. And when you do go to confession, you are so much more aware of the next sin you commit. You know, it's kind of like when you clean your car out, you're just like, I'm going to not leave trash in it today. You know, I'm going to take it with me when I leave the car or, you know, you vacuum the, the, where you put your feet, you know, that part of your car. And then you get in and there's, there's leaves on your shoes. You're like, Oh, ooh, I just cleaned my car. Let me, let me pick these leaves out. And that's like your soul. You know, you're just trying to keep it as clean as possible. So the more frequently we can go to confession, the cleaner we're going to keep our soul. And um, the, the, it's, you know, it's, it's like a garden. When you first start working on it, it's a lot of hard work. You know, you're pulling the rocks out. You're pulling the weeds out. But after a while, it's just kind of like maintenance. And it gets to be a lot easier. It's the same with running your house and getting on routines and getting the clutter out. Like it's a lot of work in the beginning, but once you do it, it's just maintenance. Same with your budget, same with your diet. You know, like anything hard that you're about to start, you're gonna get the devil coming at you. And he's gonna put every roadblock up to try to stop you and veer you off that path. But that should be your inspiration. That should just be like, the fire that you light within yourself and say, like, I am not going down like this. Like, I know because of this resistance, I'm onto something. I know that God's calling me to something bigger right now um, because I'm getting tempted to not do that thing. All the, the, the physical, my stomach hurts when I'm thinking about taking that next step or going big or even sharing my story you know, it, it starts giving you the stomach aches. That's all good stuff because that means you're on the right path, right? The other thing I, um, I was telling my kids as far as like putting on our armor is just saying simple prayers. You know, like when you're in the heat of the moment and 
you're being tempted or you're yelling at your kids or like you just feel like everything's going to heck in a handbasket. There's so many different tips and tricks to like kind of bring you back to the present. But a lot of times for me, they don't work. You know, like I forget everything my therapist says in the heat of the moment. But the one thing we can do is just simply say the name Jesus. Just saying that over and over, you know, Jesus, Jesus, I trust in you. Help me, Jesus. You know, like just do do the bare minimum to just bring yourself back to him and ask him, call out for him to help you. And um, pray the Our Father. If you can't think of anything to say, that's the perfect prayer, right? Give us a stare, daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Like this is this is the perfect prayer that we were taught by God himself. And lastly, I want you to pray the St. Michael prayer. Um, I think, I don't know about every church in the United States, but I know our church, our previous church, and the, the newer church that we belong to now, we start saying that at the end of the Mass. And I don't know if it, it kind of came about with all the scandal and stuff, but I really do feel like when I pray that prayer that I'm just putting on my armor for the day and for the task ahead. And, you know, like our family's been a little shaky the past couple days. The kids are home from school yesterday. It wasn't a great day here at the Morton House. <laughs> I was very frustrated with them. And this morning I just felt like, okay, we need to regroup. So before the girls went off to school, I said, you know what, guys, like, let's just huddle up. I just feel like we need to put on our armor. And the four of us just prayed the St. Michael prayer. And I was like, let's just stick together. Let's, you know unite in prayer and get out there and do what God has called us to do and be the the women that he has called us to be today. We're not thinking too far ahead, just today. Ask him simply, what do you want me to do? And ask God to help you put on that armor to prepare for the fight in the battle ahead because anything worth having is worth fighting for. All right, ladies, that is all I've got to say for today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that we can all get on track for this most holy season. You know, we've got two, two holy seasons in our faith. And, uh, this is, this is the time when, when the evil one is most active, when he knows that we're gearing up for good things. Um, he's going to plant that seed of doubt in all of the, the spots where he knows he can get us. So, Put on that armor, get out there, do what you're called to do. And if you like this episode, if you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. And the most probably important thing you can do for me is to leave a five-star review. I always forget to ask for reviews, but that really gets the podcast, I don't know, the algorithms or whatever. It helps people find the podcast. And I feel like this is what I was called to do. And I uh, I'm just asking for your help to get my message out there as well to all the women that need to hear it. Um, my prayer is always, God, bring me the women that both want me and need me um, to help them. So if you found me, then you you were an answer to my prayers. All right. Have a great day. And uh, I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me episode. Take care. Bye-bye.